0: To everyone in southeast louisiana it is play by play coming to you live here on this friday casey just clear here we're excited because we've got a jam-packed show coming your way but before we dive into the particulars let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here that would be the blue boot foundation Bents rv located on highway 90 and Boutique, southland dodge and homa Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder join us tomorrow. Tomorrow morning for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravall and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports talk from all your local sports experts. I said Saturday at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow we'll be on at 9.30. 9.30. 9.30. (laughs) From 9.30 to about 10.50 because the LSU game is going to be starting at 11, so we'll get out of there. No one's going to be listening to Stan and I from 11 to 12 while the LSU game is on, and we understand that. So it'll be 9.30 to 10.50 to accommodate those fans wanting to watch the LSU game. And that's presented by Terrebonne General Health System and sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Now, let's talk about today's show. It's a Friday show. Usually I'm hollering and screaming that it's game day at the open of a Friday show. But it's not game day. There's only just a handful of teams locally that are playing in the local high school football playoffs. We want to wish nothing but the best of luck to Homer Christian and CCA and Lutcher and Hanville and all those other teams in the area that are going to be competing in the opening round. Um, but we've got our usual Friday show planned. We've got Chandler Guitros, South Lafouche baseball coach, who will be joining us at 11.45. They're asking him to recap the freshman football season on the Bayou. Also, we'll be asking him to talk a little bit about baseball season, which is kind of on deck, right? Using a baseball term, we've got basketball that's just starting. Baseball and softball's on deck. We'll be at noon chatting with Brian Colley. I you guys are saying, man, Coach Colley is a Monday guest. Why is Coach Colley coming on on a Friday? Well, I'll have the answer for that. Because Coach Colley went to the Terrebonne-Paris Jamboree yesterday. I was at the Lafouche paris Jamboree. Coach Colley went to the Terrebonne-Paris Jamboree. And we'll ask him to break down what he saw. He saw Ellender, Terrebonne, HL Bourgeois, South Terrebonne, Vanderbilt. He saw the full gauntlet of the Terrebonne-Paris teams. And we'll get a little sneak peek from Coach as to what we should expect. At 12.15, a guy who was at the LaFouche paris Jamboree, Damien St. Pierre, will be on chatting some basketball with us. We're going to also talk some LSU and some Saints and wrestling and everything in between with Damien as well. 12.30, I've got weekend predictions. And 12.45, we're out of here And enjoying this beautiful, gorgeous, 78-degree Friday, sunny day. So let's dive in. I want to send congratulations here at the open of the show to the E.D. White Cardinals, who have punched a ticket to the semifinals. Now, E.D. White got a straight-sets win over Lafayette Christian, y'all. E.D. White's playing Hannon, like, right now. Let me give you a rundown. Let me actually see if I could find you the results to E.D. White and Hannon's semifinal matchup. Boy, I would love nothing more than to announce that the Lady Cardinals punched a ticket to the finals, but I don't know that that has been the case. I'll try to find that score, and I'll try to seek that out for you all as the show goes on, because I know it's going to get close um, to being final. Well, No, it's not close. It's going to be final by the time we wrap up here. Um, also, I wanted to give you guys a kind of a Little peek and a little bit of a rundown of some of the things that I saw yesterday at the LaFouche Paris Jamboree. I saw, let's start with the first matchup Assumption and Central LaFouche. Assumption beat Central LaFouche by a point. A couple of notes. Um, Assumption is is, is much better. <laughs> let's start there. That, let's state the obvious out front. Last year, Assumption was a team that. Was kind of a rollover team, right? They were a team that in the local 4A district, you could go to them and kind of pick yourself up an easy win. That will absolutely positively not be the case this season. They are much improved. They play harder. They're athletic. They've got shot making. They've got a little more size. Assumption is not a bad basketball team. The second thing, um, that's worth noting is the fact that um central Lafouche, uh while they're they are a, one of the teams locally that returns as much as anybody in our area there's like some chemistry stuff there going on man you know coach latin was telling me that they were missing some guys and some guys aren't going to school and there's some chemistry issues there so I guess my message would be, well, first and foremost, they've they've still got a lot of talent. The, The guys that took the floor yesterday are plenty good enough. But my message would be is, like, if you're listening to this, if you're a student athlete that goes there and you're listening to this, like, get right, man. Like, get right. This is a team that if everything goes right and everybody's pulling in the same direction, can do special, special things, can make the playoffs, can host, you know, playoff games and just have a great year, a year that people will be talking about for a while. Don't let nonsense get in the way of that. Don't let just not going to school get in the way of that. Don't let, you know, not doing well on a test or whatever get in the way of that. You're young one time. You were living from ages 14 through 18 one time. And I get that there are distractions, and I get that there are so many different things pulling people in the opposite directions these days. But, man, just get right. It was a little disheartening to hear early in the season that there are already some issues like that. Man, just get right. Give yourself a chance. If you take the floor with everybody and you still get beat and you're still not good enough, hey, that's just a chance you got to take. But at least give yourself that chance and be part of the process. So I have no doubt the Trojans are going to bounce back, and I have no doubt that assumption what they showed last night wasn't a fluke. Those are two teams that I think are going to be a player. Now let's talk about the second game, which was – South Lafouche and New Orleans Marine and our military and maritime. Um we got a large listener based from down the buy, and I get that and I we love all you guys. I'm telling you now. And I don't often do this, right? You got look, this show is now almost a year old. In fact, we're like 11 months and 2 weeks old. I don't often do this. I don't often try to tell you guys what to do, right? buy some tickets, go to Matthews, go to Central LaFouche when the season starts. Go watch Brandon Daniels play basketball. In the offseason, BJ looks like he's grown an inch. Looks like he's lost about 15, 20 pounds of baby fat. He's taller, he's slender, he's more muscular, stronger, more powerful upper body. Jumps higher. And the dude is an absolute machine on the floor. He scored 16 points last night, played only about 10, 12 minutes of action in the 20-minute jamboree. The Tarpons rode through Noma without any issue. BJ got numerous and ones where he's cleaning up the glass, going back up, getting an and one, had a powerful slam dunk in transition, runs the floor like a gazelle, could handle the ball and play on the outside when needed, but is also a force on the inside. The guy is a force athlete. And, oh, yeah, there are some other dudes on that team who could play, too. Nick Coleman had a big day yesterday for the Tarpons. <coughs> Excuse me, Kirill, Kale, those other guys, they, they are doing some good things. It's a South Lafouche team that I think is going to be very interesting. Very interesting as we go out through the course of the year. Then the finale of the Jamboree last night saw Thibodeau run past St. James. In a very competitive and very hard fought game, Thibodeau was behind early. Then in the second half, just kind of turned on the pressure, started pressing, started getting steals, started getting in transition, and they ended up getting the win. Thibodeau's really young, and more important than being really young, they're really small. Like, Thibodeau usually has some size, right? This year's Thibodeau team doesn't have a whole lot of size, but they play hard. They're scrappy, they give you everything they've got. The key for Thibodeau to have a good season this winter is can they find enough offense to sustain themselves? Because, yeah, you could guard, and you could be great on defense, but at some point, you know, even playing great defense, really good teams are going to score on you a little bit, right? They're going to get fouled. They're going to get free throws. They're going to score on you a little bit. Great offense sometimes scores on great defense. That's just part of it. So can Thibodeau get a little bit of shot making? Can Thibodeau get a little bit of, Uh, guard play, and can they get some easy buckets in transition? That's what they struggled to do last night against St. James. They didn't get anything easy on offense. They're going to have to start getting some of the easy stuff as the year goes on. But it's super early. We've got so much. I mean, heck, the season didn't even start yet. Those football guys are still getting, you know, the lead out of their legs, and they're still getting in shape and everything of the sort. So we'll see how it goes. But I just wanted to give you a rundown of some of the things that I saw as the, uh, the Jamboree season is here. Very quickly, um, again, Vanderbilt is moving on to the second round of the football playoffs because Landry forfeited. We've got CCA and Homa Christian playing tonight. We wish them nothing but the best of luck. We'll recap all the brackets. Tomorrow in the Sports Corner, Stan and I will recap all the brackets. We'll tell you who won all across the state. We'll tell you who's advancing, who's moving on, who's going home, all that good stuff. That'll all be done tomorrow on the Sports Corner at 9.30. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Chandler-Guitros. It's play-by-play on KLEB, talking with the Tarpon baseball coach out of this break here on 102.7 KLEB.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM.
6: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Doofriend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Doofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Golfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
5: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our Beaters now. Call 985 333 8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz off mosquito control. Safe, effective, guaranteed.
1: Baby, a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and
0: cruise. When you hear this song, you're thinking of summertime, which leads you to think of baseball, which is a perfect segue to where we're going now, South LaFouche High School. And we have their baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros on now. Coach, the season's not quite here just yet, brother, but, man, we are uh, now on deck. You guys are awaiting uh, the winter sports, which, you know, they're just getting started, so you still got plenty of time, but with the fall sports out the door, winter sports now here, you guys are officially on the clock and are on deck, and we're a little closer to playing some baseball, aren't we?
7: Yeah, man, getting close. Uh, So, our fall sport athletes just wrapping up. Uh last week, I gave those guys the week off this week, uh as far as the football players are concerned, just uh you know after going through such a grueling season, I really think those kids needed a chance to you know heal their bodies up a little bit, clear their minds, and uh that way whenever they come uh next week, it's not like they're gonna be dragging in there like, oh man, we've gotta gotta keep on going it's let's let's refocus and uh that way they'll have a little pep in their step and be excited whenever we get them into our throwing program next week so uh you know, we're uh, we about three months out uh, now from when we really get it ramped up, but uh, every day is one day close. And, uh, you know, our kids are definitely excited and looking forward to it.
0: Coach, let's talk a little bit about the freshman football season, man. You guys played well, improved, had kind of a revolving door, but some weeks you had certain kids, other weeks they were playing with the varsity. But you guys handled all that in stride, got the kids better. I'm kind of speaking for you here, but I'm sure it was a very satisfying season, man, knowing that you got all those guys and developed them and they all left better players than when they came.
7: Yes, uh, absolutely. It was great. And you could definitely, anyone who watched us early and came later, could definitely see the improvement on our guys. And, uh, you know, we were able to finish the year with a winning record, a 3-2-1 record and true actual freshman games toward the end. Uh, a lot of teams ended up wanting to combine JV and freshman games. I was kind of out of our control, uh, but we, were, we kind of mixed with the JV for the last couple. Uh, but in our freshman season, we had a successful year. Uh, and uh, Like I said, we, our offense, uh, we were able to understand the zone-blocking concepts, which was literally my only goal as far as an offense this year, understanding those concepts, understanding uh, pass protection and route combinations. And defensively, we flew around to the ball. We hit. We were physical, uh, and we were attacking. And, uh, you know, that, that's really our main goal with the defense. We didn't call a lot of stuff. We, we tell a guy literally before a play if they were blitzing or not or what gap, stuff like that. And, uh, we just let them play fast instead of think. And, uh, so definitely their, their aggression and our ability to tackle and get ball carriers to the ground was great to see on the defensive end. And uh, just so proud of the improvement that they made from day one to the end of the year. And I think that a lot of those guys, I know we were excited. We saw a lot of those guys play uh, kind of in the defensive backfield. What I'm excited to see is how our guys help out in the trenches on both sides next year and going into spring practice, and especially at the linebacker position. I think we got a couple of guys that could step in and start right now uh, as linebackers, and it'll be physical and attacking and will not be intimidated. Uh, so just uh, very excited to see that growth out there. a couple of months in the weight room and where they are in the spring and summer going into next season.
0: You touched on that a minute ago, bro, and it's what I'm going to ask you about now is that, you know, hey, when it when it's a varsity season that doesn't go the way that the varsity team hoped, a lot of eyeballs then shift on the junior varsity and freshman teams like, okay, is there something coming up that's going to make this better? And I think the answer to that, and I've been telling people this throughout the course of the week is... Yeah, I think that there are some kids with you guys. I think there are some younger kids in you know, maybe the 10th grade or whatever, 11th grade, whatever, that are going to be coming through that are going to make sure that this little lull that the varsity team had is going to be short-lived. I think that this was a rough year, obviously. You, know, you guys don't need me to tell you that. 2-8 and eight is not acceptable for anybody, but I don't think that's going to be sustained. I think that there are much, much
7: brighter days ahead. Yeah, and you know, at, uh, at worst, I think that our guys coming up are going to get true competition, the guys who were on the field this year and uh which is great that's what you want you want competition you don't want a guy and uh i remember i think in 2018 our baseball team that that was kind of one of the things that uh nobody was looking over their shoulder that somebody was going to take their spot if if you remember back then we pretty much had our start nine for day one to the end of the season whereas uh, i think competition breeds better ball players in any sport And I think you're going to see a lot of that with our football team. So uh, guys who were on the field this year don't want to give up playing time. And guys who are coming up are hungry. And I think a lot of them have the ability to, if if, you know, at worst, to push a starter for their job. So spring is going to be very interesting. And uh, I think it's going to be a great fire program. I like where we're headed. And, uh, you know, it was just tremendous to have such a successful uh, younger group. And the group coming up from – baby gray group. I know LCO had a great year. Golden Meadow kind of came out of nowhere and surprised some teams this year. So we're definitely looking forward to getting those guys in the freshman program coming up.
0: Tell me about this, Um, you know, baseball wise. I know that you guys, you said you're giving the week to rest and everything. I know some guys were nicked up, you know, Sanimo had the broken finger and kind of some knee issues and, for those guys that are kind of, you know, dented up a little bit, it's not anything that's gonna be sustained, right? It's all stuff that rest and everything will get them ready for January whenever it's time to roll, right?
7: Correct. And you know that that's part of it. We just gotta be smart with it. I know Luke had uh Luke's had something uh you know, had an ankle injury, a high ankle sprain, uh one of our last football games. I believe it was uh Saint Louis. Uh, with him, I mean, it's just being smart. You know, we got to try to get his arm in, in shape and ready to go a little bit. But if he's feeling anything with, with his leg, whenever he's pushing off our landing, we're going to stop him right there in the cages. He's going to see how he feels next week if we, uh, if we were able to get him in the cage. But it's not going to be heavy rep stuff. We, we know what we have in Luke. And, uh, you know, let, they go stand by I'm just giving him as an example off the top of my head. But if anything's hurting right now or tender right now or sore right now, you got to let it heal because you're not winning any games in November. Uh, you know, we got three months. let's get our guys right. Let's have them healthy uh, coming into the start because look we're we're going into uh, the season without two guys who I think are gonna be in the starting lineup with uh Jacob Carra and Hayden Kale who're both gonna be in basketball. so uh, we definitely need all hands on deck. everybody available needs to be available.
0: yeah, very good. Is there any position group that and I know you guys aren't even on the practice because this is such a, a premature question, but is there any position group that where You think there are still jobs that are up for grabs? Like whenever you guys take the field for those first practices later in the winter, is there a group that, you know, there are some spots to be earned and some at-bats to be earned?
7: Yeah, I think the corner infielder is going to be a big battle. Um, Both uh, corners, I think, uh, at first base we're going to give uh, Mason Buzigard and Camden Berg a chance to battle it out there and see who shakes out. And I think uh, both of those guys could hit in our lineup, but defensively we're going to see, uh, you know, where that falls. And then at third base, uh, Jack Lede, uh did a great job for us over the summer, uh, but he also missed a lot of the summer uh, playing uh, showcase ball, which uh, we encourage him to do. Uh, obviously, go play against the best competition as you can. And uh, Brock Johnson stepped in, who's truly a shortstop, but we like Jacob Currell there. Uh, but Brock Johnson stepped in and performed tremendously at third base. Uh, so. Definitely some battles there. Uh, Outfield, our corner outfielders as well, we have several guys who we like who are going to get opportunities. And uh, my philosophy, anytime I get asked the question, my philosophy in baseball at the high school level, get the best nine bats that you can, and you try to make it work defensively as best you can. And, you know, this year is going to be a little different as far as our lineup. We're not going to hit 20 home runs, uh, or at least I don't think we will. So we got to be a little bit more creative offensively in how we score runs. So it'll be whoever could produce at the plate, get on base, and then defensively we'll kind of fill in those gaps. And uh, we had success with that in the past. Wes Alemon was not an outfielder. You know, there was no reason uh, uh, that we would have thought that he would be an outfielder, but he had to be in the lineup and that's the spot, uh, you know, that he kind of fell in at. And, you know, through hard work, he ended up being a pretty serviceable outfielder. So we'll make it work on that end.
0: Yeah, for sure, buddy. Look. I'd be remiss if I let you go. We didn't talk some LSU. The Tigers defeat Alabama, bro. It was crazy. It was madness. It was a wild night in Tiger Stadium. And LSU shows that they're very much so uh, trending in the right direction now with all of that having been said. I am worried sick about tomorrow. Early start. It's going to be cold. Arkansas is on an ultimate low. They just come off of a loss against Liberty. You're on the ultimate high. The LSU-Arkansas game tends to be a game that's usually pretty drunk, right? Crazy things tend to happen. Are you as worried as I am about tomorrow?
7: Well, starting back with the Alabama game, I'm just recovering right now from, uh, <laughs> you know, my voice is just getting back, and uh, you know, my hands from beating on uh, my dad's kind of outdoor shit where we watch the game. Uh, that w- that was as fun as, a, as I've ever had watching a football game. Uh, tomorrow, it's uh, you know, it, it kind of gets overset. It's cliche. It's uh, your typical prototypical tra- uh, trap game playing against a team that you're expected to to beat, you know, the weather's kind of uh, going to be a little bit colder than what you used to. This is Arkansas Super Bowl. They always get up for this game and it's always a lot of years it's uh, a more competitive game than it should be based on the talent level. Uh looking back through the last miles years, I was at that uh triple overtime game in 2007. my burn off as the sun went down and uh when uh when Mark throws that pick and I'm sorry, Flynn th- throws that pick in the back of the end zone to the end of the game you could hear a pin drop in Tiger Stadium. So it's uh it's definitely uh I don't know how many LSU fans uh, consider it a true rivalry but it's one of my favorite games of the year. It always was. Just the weather's always getting cold. It uh it just seems like Thanksgiving football. So uh what's scary is that three point Vegas line. I think it went to three and a half. Something stinks to me about that. You know I, I don't know. I I think LSU can and should win uh, by ten or so. But uh that that line is kind of scaring me. Mean, like what am I missing here? So, yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. <clears throat>
0: Listen, listen, like hear me out here, bro. And and tell me if you think I'm crazy, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just living in the moment too much. I think that if LSU goes over there and beats them bad, like we're talking 45 to 20 and like puts it on and pretty good. I think that's as impressive as a win as the Alabama game would be. I really believe that because look, everybody in the locker room knows when you're playing Alabama, Hey, it, you know, it's balls to the walls. We're full steam ahead. We're making it happen. But a game like tomorrow, if you could still make a statement with all the different stuff that we've been talking about in the last you know, three, four minutes, I think that would be as impressive as the Alabama win if they go and win decisively tomorrow.
7: You were not crazy at all, but not not based on that anyway, <laughs> uh, because you know, looking back, that people always think that Les Miles got fired for not being able to beat Alabama. That's not why he got fired. It's towards the end of his tenure, after the Alabama game, you were losing the Ole Miss and Arkansas, you know, kind of repeatedly, that's that's what people kind of got tired of. So, it's your ability to bounce back, win, lose, or draw from such an emotional high that uh, that we as LSU prop up that Alabama game to be. And uh, you, I love hearing Coach Kelly talk. It's uh, it's not about him trying to motivate or get them up it's about the process of treating the game of football the right way and preparing the right way and coach shouldn't have to get you up to go and and play this game you know so uh i agree with you i think it'd be equally as impressive that would show truly this program headed in the direction that coach kelly always talks about uh to where it's it's being a champion consistently every day uh that you take the football field
0: the last question before I let you go, dude. I There are a lot of people that I know that follow LSU baseball really closely, including some that are kind of directly inside of the building. They tell me that team is ridiculous, bro. I know we saw the recruits and the recruiting classes and the, some of the transfers, and I got people that are telling me that team is ridiculous. I don't want to overlook the end of football. I don't want to overlook basketball, but, boy, LSU baseball this year could be just dripping with talent, and it could be so much fun to watch.
7: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how loaded this team is. Hopefully, they could come in jail together. Uh, coach Johnson's a, a tremendous coach, and uh, I'm just looking forward to screaming "Tommy tanks, Tommy tanks" because I think <laughs> that's the best name in the history of baseball already. I've, I've t- seen him take three swings of a bat before in highlights, but uh, no man, the lineup's loaded. You got potential first-round draft picks all over. Uh, you know, hopefully, pitching lines up. Pitching is king. Pitching is king in baseball. That's where momentum lies. It's everything. So. Uh, Hopefully, uh, arms stay healthy, as opposed to years past when Coach uh, Dunn was there, and uh, we'll get it rolling.
0: The bell just went off. It's time to let you go, brother. You have a wonderful rest of the day, man, and a great weekend, partner. Thanks, as always.
7: Yep, y'all have a good one, man.
0: Yep, that is Coach Chandler is doing a great job. As always, that man said, oh, well, you're not crazy, at least not for that. What are you trying to say, coach? No, I, I know what he's saying. We are crazy. We are nuts. We're nuts about everything that we're talking about here On play-by-play, we love this stuff a ton, and I mean what I said. If LSU lines up tomorrow and they put it on Arkansas strong, and like it's you know kind of it's an eleven o'clock game. If by like one or one thirty, instead of worrying, we're kind of getting hungry and wondering what we're going to eat because the game is out of reach, um, that would be as impressive as beating Alabama, because everyone is telling you that tomorrow is going to be a struggle. Just think. You're on the top of the mountain. They're at the bottom of the mountain. They're coming off of being embarrassed. You're coming off of an emotional high. You played overtime, extremely physical. It's cold. You're at their place. It's 11 a.m. It's a rivalry game. It's a trophy game. Vegas thinks it's a three-point spread. Every piece of energy is telling you that tomorrow's going to be a very difficult day. If you overcome that and beat the hell out of them, look out. Look out. That would be a super impressive showing. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Brian Colley. Programming note just got a message from Damien. He just got pulled into meetings. We're not going to be able to have him on today. But that, that's fine. We'll um we'll make it work. We'll talk about some college football or some Saints or something other than that you know, a little later in the show. But Coach Collie coming out of this break, is play-by-play
1: on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun,
5: 102.7 FM. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
9: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Bents RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bents RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at bentsrv.com.
10: Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free Butterball Turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at 2 dollars per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a Butterball Grade A Frozen Turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or Best Choice Grade A Frozen Turkeys based on availability. gobble. Gobble.
6: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at DofriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Friend difference.
5: Finally, someone
9: let
0: me welcome back to play Man. by play here on K L B Casey Jisclair here. We go to the phone lines again today for the second time to South Lafouche High School coach Brian Kiley, the athletic director out there is on the lines now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you?
11: Good
0: afternoon, We're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yep, yeah, we are, buddy. Um heck one of the reasons why I'm doing so well is I was watching some basketball the last two nights. I watched the girls basketball jamboree on Wednesday, then the Lafouche Parish Boys basketball jamboree on Thursday. You also were watching some games last night over in the Homa area, watching the Terrebonne Parish schools play. I know you got some thoughts and some observations. How did those teams look, man?
11: Yeah, it, and it looked it felt good to get back in the gym and some high school basketball and from a, a, a different perspective where you're just uh, sitting and watching and not having to worry about, you know, scouting these teams. So, uh, you know, I enjoyed myself last night. I saw some great uh, high school basketball games, some 10-minute, kind of quarters they were playing <clears throat> and I came out uh, you know I was impressed with Vanderbilt uh, out of the five teams that I saw last night I think they were uh, looked a step ahead of some other teams and uh, Vanderbilt has some guards who can uh, really attack the basket uh, and a common theme I-, I see a lot of teams playing hard last night that's what I was impressed with and Vanderbilt's one of those teams that play really hard They um, they got some guys who can shoot the basketball and their transition game, they like to get steals and try and convert it into layups. And uh, their guards just do a good job of putting pressure on you and forcing the offense into the bad situations and they take advantage of it. And uh, they make some runs at people. And I think uh, when they get their football players back, they're going to be a, a very dangerous team.
0: You touched on that, and that was the point I was about to make is that what makes it even more impressive is that Vanderbilt's missing probably a starter or two who are out there playing with Tommy Minton and the crew. So. You're right. You know it's a good starting point, but there is a much more to come as well.
11: Yeah, and look, they got some uh, some guys who can really uh, can really play. Uh, you have a number two, and uh, the, he's uh, and he can really jump and uh, kind of defends the rim a little bit, protects that rim for uh, blocking some shots. And uh, Terrebonne has the, the most size of all the teams last night. Uh, They got a big guy in the middle have another guy that's a little taller. Uh, Again, and everyone got guards. uh, Experience from last year is coming back. Those two little uh, little guards uh, who really, again, play hard. They can shoot the basketball. They'll get in uh, your face and uh, aggravate the offense. And uh, they got a a guy, I think he played last year for a little while, number one. He's back in their lineup, and uh, he looked really good last night. But Terribon's in inside game can be tough to stop because they get the ball inside, they draw fouls, and I think a big key for Terribon this, this year is going to be getting to the foul line because I think they'll shoot a lot of foul shots. Uh, when you get the ball inside to their big guys, he's hard to defend, and, and that's going to be one of their strong points.
0: Had Andrew Kaiwet on for media day, just like all the other coaches <laughs> in the area, and he said, look, man, look, we, we're young. Uh, we believe that we're talented and the way that he expressed it on media day was, you know, old school bourgeois basketball's back. He thinks they're gonna have a really good crew. Uh but the one concern that I would have is, you know, you get a ton of new players. It's gonna take a little bit of time to figure out who should go where and get the chemistry and everything. What were you seeing with the bourgeois Braves last night?
11: Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it's gonna take a little time. I believe Coach was talking before the game, I think he was telling me he was starting two freshmen you know, last night, that's big, you know, starting two freshmen uh, on a at a 5A school, that that's tough to do, but uh, they got some guards who, uh, again, quick, <clears throat> they didn't really shoot the ball well last night, which as a, you know, a bourgeois team, you play, they shoot the ball from deep, and normally pretty uh, pretty accurate uh, in their shooting, but last night, they were a little off, but again, bourgeois, they can press you uh, at times, Coach Collier does a good job of mixing things up, and when he throws that press after kind of catches some teams off guard so when they can pressure you at you know at times uh, they can uh, they can make runs as people uh, they play hard and when they do play hard they're going to be tough to beat especially uh, you know if they can shoot the ball well
0: the Ellender Patriots are the team locally that everybody's got circled just because you know every year they're the team that's there at the end it feels like you know they had a summer where they they lost some and you know they they had you know A lot of new faces, and they do have Richard Hampton back, who's one of the better players in the area, but it's a new crew. They lost a big senior group. What did you see with Ellender last night? Because Cornell said, hey, man, he said it openly. He said it Tuesday when I had him on as a guest, and he said it also Wednesday at media day. Hey, we're going to get beat early in the season at times. My schedule's tough. I'm young. They don't know what it's like yet. We're going to get beat early. Their goal is to be ready for mid-January and February. What did you see from the Patriots last night?
11: Yeah, they're a young team. They're not very big. But when you have Hampton on your team, that's always gives you a chance to win. He's a a great basketball player, and a lot of the things they do go through him. And I think Ellen this year is going to have to rely, like in the past, a few times on their pressure, turning it into quick offense. And I think that's going to be uh thing that they're going to do this year because, again, they're not very big. I think a couple of those guys last night shot the ball well from Eleanor. Uh, and look, right now, they're not one of the most talented teams because of they, they're so young. But uh, as the season goes on, this team's going to improve. And um, I think they'll make some noise in, in the district play.
0: Caleb White of the South Terrebonne Gators went two <clears throat> rounds deep into the playoffs last season. And they had, I believe, four starters leave that group. I mean, we're talking high-level, very explosive players who are no longer there. He said, hey, man, <clears throat> this is a crew that doesn't have a whole lot of experience, but this is a crew who's been practicing against those top dogs for the last couple of years and are hungry to show that it's their time. What did you see with Sal Terribone yesterday, man?
11: Now, with Sal Terribone, Coach White could could possibly have the most people that he has to replace because he had uh, four guys that were with starters, seniors, then he had a couple of guys that came off the bench. He didn't play very many kids, but a couple of guys came off the bench. One of them is not on the team right now this year. So uh, he has a good bit to replace, and uh, he's losing uh, you know, a lot of talent. So, uh, you know, look for them to, uh, to improve as the year goes on. They're the smallest team I've seen in a while. They're really small, but they play extremely hard. Uh, and I think they're going to surprise the team, some teams uh, as the season goes on because uh, they're going to outwork you. And when you outwork teams, you're going to have a chance to uh, to win some games. And uh, when they get their shooting down from the outside, they got some guards who like the penetrating kick. Uh, they do some good things running their little motion offense. So uh, I look to South Carolina to get better and better as the season goes on, and they're going to uh, they're going to be right there in the mix of things.
0: Bro, you weren't with us at the LaFouche Paris Jamboree last night, but I know a team that you've been warning us all about for now, heck, throughout the build-up to the season. You've been telling us, hey, Sumption got better last year as the the year went on. They were young. They got better. They continued to progress. Last night, though it wasn't a real game, though it didn't count, they made a little bit of a statement beating Central LaFouche, and look, that was no fluke. Like, they just lined up and were better. They were making shots. They were getting good offense, playing well, attacking the glass. That was a result that surprised me last night, but boy, they looked the part. They are going to be much, much improved this coming season. Yeah,
11: as the season went on last year, you know, you watching them play, and they were getting better and better. We played them one of our, our it might have been our senior night or our, the, the last game of the year at Central regular season game, and uh, they are, uh, you know, we ended up, you know, extending the lead toward the end, but. We had to fight for that game, and I, was, I came out impressed with with uh, assumption and the way they improved last year. So I expected them to come out this year, and uh, and then start strong. and I think they're going to be a a pretty decent team this year because again, quick guards that they can shoot the basketball and look when you can shoot the ball and you uh and when you quick you can extend that defense and that opens up to penetrating driving lanes and you can get to the rim a lot easier.
0: Bro, I know that you were awfully proud, I'm sure, when I sent you the text saying that the Tarpons beat Noma by 20-plus. It was a good showing. I don't know if you watched any of the tape from it yet, but the Tarpons executed and played pretty well, man. It was a good first showing, and now getting a little momentum as you head into the start of the season in about, oh ten 10 days or so.
11: Well, I think you know me well enough. You know I watched that tape. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> uh Last night when I got home from the game, I waited for him to download the film, and uh, I watched some of it last night until uh, – my iPad died on it, and uh, got up this morning and uh, continue. I finished watching the game. Uh, yeah, look, uh, it's a good start for him. Uh, I think uh, you know Coach Williams is going to do a good job, and uh, he needs to de- uh, develop some depth. And if you can do that, I think they're going to uh, they'll be right where they want to be when it's uh, when it's all said and done.
0: How do you do that? You know that that's that's a great question because look in these early season scrimmages and jamborees, you want to. A, you know, get your football guys to get the lead out of their legs, get back in shape and get in condition by doing that. You, you know, you got to play to do that. You also want to, you know, make sure that you're learning how to win games and everything, but it, the flip side to that is you you want to start playing these kids and, you know, get these kids that are not starting some reps and, like, how do you juggle all those different things? Because truly in the preseason, you do serve a lot of masters But you're trying to build depth, you're trying to win, you're trying to get everybody in shape, you're trying to gel. Like, there's a lot of things that you have to do.
11: Well, yeah. The way you do it is when uh, if you can get to a school where it doesn't matter if you win or lose, and you uh, and you in the playoffs <laughs> where not every game matters. Because that, that, you know, then then you can uh, you can play a lot of people and and develop that depth where you know you're gonna it's gonna pay off for you in the playoffs. Well, in a situation that we're in, uh, you can't do that because every game counts. So it's tough to do it when you can get these guys in. Uh, you need to get them in and get some experience because, uh, look, it, it happens all the time that uh, when you get in the playoff or when you get in a game that you need to get the win to get in the playoffs, uh you're going to have one of your guys that may get in foul trouble and you're going to need somebody to come off that bench and they need to be ready. And you, you can't expect them to come off the bench for the first time in, in a big game and, and produce for you well, with all that pressure that could be on your team. So, uh, when you get a chance, you got to definitely um, you got to get them in the game because you know some coaches out there they, when they're practicing, they just like and it, you know I'm not saying it's right or wrong but they want to go in there and just scrimmage for the majority of the practice and uh, some coaches like to work more in fundamentals and not not scrimmage as much so if you're not going to scrimmage as much in your practice you definitely got to get these guys in a game situation. And uh, you know, give them some uh, playing time so you can have them ready for when you need them.
0: You did this for a long time. How long does it take the football guys to fully get ready? Because look at last night, I'm standing under the basket taking pictures, and while Thibodeau and St. James are walking, you know, warming up, the Tarpons leave the locker room and they're walking across, and I gave a high five, you know, like a fist bump to Jacob Curio. And he shook his head, said, Man, Coach Casey, I don't have any legs, bro. It's Like you could tell those football guys aren't back yet. How long does that usually take?
11: Uh it, it depends on the individual. I I've seen some that can come back in a week or two really and uh and and be like a mid season form. Some honestly it would take to uh almost January to uh to get them ready. And you gotta you know, think about it. Your legs, your legs are, are, are done. Your, your shooting's done. You, you know, you need your legs to shoot. So, uh, you gotta get in shape as quick as possible to, to start working on your form and your shot again. Cause, uh, if you don't have that, then your shot's gonna be off. So, uh, again, I think it, it just depends on the individual. It can take anywhere from one or two weeks to maybe, uh, a month or two to go. Get them fully back uh, playing because I remember years back I had a senior that came that played football and it, it took him a, a good while to get ready. And as a junior, he was starting off, and when he came as a senior, uh he just he just wasn't in basketball shape. And it took him pretty much to January to get ready and uh, to get back in that starter lineup. And tell you what, it wasn't a pleasant feeling when. Uh, he wasn't starting until January with uh, with his parents. It was they were they didn't
0: understand that. <laughs> I understand that, brother. Last question before we let you go. Completely unrelated to high school athletics. I'm going to be talking about this in the next segment. Is Alabama going to put it on Ole Miss tomorrow, members? I just get the feeling. Look, Ole Miss gives up points to everybody. Alabama's going to be angry. Alabama, I think, is going to hammer Lane Kiffin tomorrow. Are you with me? Uh it
11: wouldn't shock me if Ole Miss went because I Woo! honestly I don't. Look, I don't know if uh, Alabama can can uh, can stop them. Wow, I, I I I'm you know I'm it wouldn't shock me honestly it wouldn't and everybody's gonna say oh they're gonna be uh, upset after that LSU loss and you know I I I'm just I don't believe that right now I I think uh, I think it's gonna be a close game a, a high scoring game and it could come down to whoever has that ball last.
0: You kind of touched on this Monday, but I'm going to actually elaborate here. Look, man, for Nick's entire tenure, he had full autonomy over his program, right? It's it's his program. He runs the ship. He's in complete control of everything that's going on. Now, with NIL, your guys may be going to do signings and different things. And, oh, yeah, with the portal, they could just leave you on the drop of a dime and go to another team, don't have to sit out and I don't know that he's going to do well with having to give up that control, man. I don't know how he's going to – like, he's going to have to adapt and evolve. When you're 70 and you've won a million championships, it's hard to adapt and evolve. I think this is going to be a rough stretch. I don't know that they're going to lose a ton of games or anything, but I just think mentally this is going to be a tough period for him as the sport's changing. Just curious to see if he changes with it. Yeah.
11: he Look, he's losing some control, and I think it's driving him crazy. Yeah. And – uh. <coughs> look it, it it has to change and it's sad to even think this or even say this but it, it has to change the way that some of these coaches are coaching uh their because if you get on a, a a young man and and he doesn't like it, he, he he can pack up and go and leave. So I I just think he's losing some of that control and uh again I talked about a locker room. You gotta have a great locker room to have success and I think this NIL is going to start spreading some teams apart because, uh, you know, when you get some money involved and stuff, you're going to have some jealousy. You're going to have some people jealous of other uh, players making that money, and I just think that can tear a locker room apart.
0: Very interesting. Brother, we thank you so much for the time. Good observations from the high school games partner. We'll, We'll chat soon, okay?
11: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one.
0: Yep, you too. That is Coach Brian Colley doing a great job. As always, we love his insight. Uh, it sounds like there's some good basketball over in the Terrebonne side of things. There was a lot of youth last year, so there should be some you know, talented returnees and some good teams out there. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk maybe a little college football, maybe a little pro football, some things that we're expecting to see in the over the weekend. And then after that, we'll give our official weekend predictions. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow the french connection the all-new raging cajun 102.7 fm the music on the bayou the all-new
2: raging cajun 102.7 fm do you want a free easy go gas golf cart golden motors is given a brand new golf cart all you must do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and you get a chance to win by November 1st till January 31st, and you get a chance to win a new Easy Go Gas golf Cart. Come to Golden Motors and get your new pre-owned or car, truck, or SUV, and get a chance to bring home a new golf Cart. Oh, by the way, we have a great selection of Chevy Silverados and Equinox or Trailblazers, and they're arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Come see us on Highway 3235 and cut off. Our call us at 985-325-1000 chevy find new roads
9: there are over 3600 rv dealerships in north america and just over one percent of those earn the prestigious top 50 dealer award fence rv is proud to be in that one percent being a top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers offering the best rv brands in the market great service and a huge parts selection our goal at Benz RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Benz RV to experience
6: a top 50 dealer or visit us at BenzRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about do friend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? called do friend easy buy come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote we now have eight convenient locations to serve you which include cutoff thibodeau luling bell chase araby slide l and grand isle and no matter how big we grow as a company we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile so come give the local guys a try and experience the do friend difference
5: you have a pest control problem
10: Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free Butterball Turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a Butterball Grade A Frozen Turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or Best Choice Grade A Frozen Turkeys based on availability.
0: This is the time in the show where we would have normally gone to Damien St. Pierre. Actually, it would have been about 10 or so minutes earlier. Um, but Damien got called into the meetings. That's okay. No, no big deal there. We'll have him on and have plenty of time to chat with him in the future. This is a college football weekend that I think could be very interesting. I think that there are some matchups that um, could put the playoff contenders in jeopardy. And I think aside from that, there are some matchups where I think we're going to just be highly entertained by some very back and forth, you know, good action. Tonight, it all begins. USC is going to play one of their toughest opponents this season, 1-8 Colorado. I'm saying that facetiously. USC uh, is going to win by 750 points tonight, and everybody will be convincing us or trying to convince us that they should be in the discussion to be in the top four. Despite having a list of wins that are the following. Let me tell you exactly who USC has beaten this season. It's an embarrassing list. Um, USC's wins this season are... Against Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State, Arizona, and California. Do you know how many of those teams were in the top 25 at the time the game was played? The answer would be zero. USC doesn't have a single top 25 win all season. None. Not one. They shouldn't even be number eight because they they played one game this season that was against a worthwhile opponent, and they got beat by Utah. Shouldn't even be where they are, but I'm telling you now, they've got the national stage. They're going to be playing alone tonight against Colorado, 1-18. and They're going to win by a zillion. Caleb Williams is going to throw for 450 yards. He's going to rush for three scores, and people are going to start chirping about how USC should be in the discussion. I'm telling you, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. That's what's going to happen. This weekend. You got Ohio State playing the mighty Indiana fresh off of their th- See this this pisses me off. Ohio State played Northwestern last week. A one-win team. They follow that up by playing Indiana this week, a three-win team. You add up the number of wins their last two opponents would have had, that's four wins. LSU this week, they're playing an quote-unquote easy team on their schedule, Arkansas. Arkansas has five wins. The easy teams on my schedule are better than the better teams on your schedule, quite frankly. See, that angers me, man. God, that angers me so much. Every Saturday, it drives me nuts. Ohio State struggled to beat Northwestern last week. Didn't move an inch in the polls. Northwestern has one win. I wish LSU played Ohio State schedule. They'd be undefeated right now. I wish they played Ohio State schedule. But that's neither here nor there. Exhale, Casey. Relax. It'll be okay. Alabama and Ole Miss is at 2.30 on CBS. That'll be highly entertaining um, because we're going to find out. A, is Ole Miss for real? They've only got one loss. They've only got one loss. LSU fans, quite frankly, you need to be rooting for Alabama tomorrow. I know that's sacrilegious, and I know that's not something that we are trained nor accustomed to do here in Louisiana. We've got to be rooting for Alabama tomorrow. If Alabama beats Ole Miss tomorrow, LSU could lose one of the two games between either Arkansas or Texas A&M and still make the SEC championship because at worst it would be a three-way tie between Alabama, Ole Miss, and LSU, and LSU would have beat both head-to-head. If Ole Miss beats Alabama tomorrow tomorrow, then LSU has no margin for error. Ole Miss suddenly becomes in a great situation where if LSU slips up, they slide in. And you're looking at a situation where Ole Miss, with only one loss, could potentially make the college football playoff. So that's a huge game for Lane Kiffin tomorrow out in Oxford. two thirty. that's a big, big game. Vegas doesn't think it's going to be competitive, but that's actually a really big game. I want to see how Clemson bounces back tomorrow. Clemson didn't just get beat by Notre Dame last Saturday. They got their butts kicked by Notre Dame last Saturday. Now they're taking on a Louisville team who's not bad. Louisville's coming off of a win against Wake Forest, a game that they won decisively. Wake Forest is pretty damn good. Louisville clobbered them. Louisville's 6-3, 3-3 and three, three and three in the conference. They've got an explosive little offense. They play good defense. Can Clemson battle back and really put it on the Louisville Cardinals tomorrow? That would be interesting to see. That one's at 2.30 tomorrow on ESPN. Obviously, local ties. Everybody wants to see UCF and Tulane tomorrow. Will be an opportunity for the Wave to try to get a big signature win and maybe punch a ticket to a Power 5 bowl. This will be their stiffest test of the conference season. UCF could really move the ball. 500 yards of offense. Remember back when LSU won the national championship with Joe Burrow? Remember that game against Ole Miss where LSU won, right? But that LSU couldn't get any defensive stops and LSU actually dropped from number one down to number two for a week or two because they couldn't get any stops. The guy that they couldn't stop that week, the quarterback that was running all over, that's UCF's quarterback now, John Rhys Plumlee. He's rushed for 532 yards at UCF, but now he's actually not a bad thrower either. He's got 1,883 yards rushing and is doing a nice job there. So UCF is in a good position, but Tulane's playing so well defensively. That'll be a really, really competitive game. I want to see Georgia and Mississippi State tomorrow. Stark Vegas is a tough place to play. Mississippi State, their little dink and dunk passing game, I don't know how much they're going to move the ball against Georgia, but should be a good opportunity there. Uh, to at least see a fun game. Oregon playing Washington, a top 25 matchup. Will Oregon be able to keep the momentum rolling? And then the biggie is TCU in Texas. TCU's 9-0. Ain't nobody thinks that TCU's legit. Nobody thinks TCU's legit. Texas is actually a 7.5-point favorite tomorrow against TCU. They've been limping through their schedule, just kind of crawling through their games, barely getting by. I don't know how it's going to go tomorrow against Texas on the road, but that'll be probably the biggest matchup on the college football slate tomorrow. Then you've also got, you know, Utah playing Stanford. Stanford isn't very good. That shouldn't be an issue. Then you got North Carolina and Wake Forest, um, which will maybe be a trap for Mac Brown and his North Carolina team. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to give our weekend predictions. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll have a little bit of fun in the next segment of the show here on 102.7 FM K L E B.
2: The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's the Black Friday sales event
5: at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and Homa. guaranteed. Celebrate the 50th
4: anniversary of the Destrehan Plantation Fall Festival this weekend from 9 to 4. Then shop till you drop for arts and crafts and browse the 1840 Newborn filled with antique treasures. There's a Cajun Creole food park and live music premiering Le Bon Riant, Ryan Foray, Foray Tradition, Kayla Woodson and Bad Abbott. Take a step back into history this weekend at the Destrahan Plantation Fall Festival. 13034,
10: River Road in Destrehan. Free parking on site.
0: Boy, do I have some good news for you. The E.D. White Lady Cardinals have punched a ticket to the state championship match. Congratulations to E.D. White, Coach Sarah Johnson, and her crew. They get a five-set win over Archbishop Hannon out in Lafayette. The Cardinals are moving beyond the semifinals to the finals where they'll take on Dunham tomorrow in the state championship match tomorrow at 2 p.m. Congratulations to E.D. White. Congratulations to Coach Sarah Johnson. Congratulations to everybody in the Cardinal family. Now... The message is clear. Go bring it home. You're one win away. Go bring it home. Finish the deal. Get off your feet this afternoon. Stay focused. Stay rested. Get a little rest tonight. Sleep well. Come back tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Make it happen. Bring the championship home. We wish nothing but the best of luck to the E.D. White volleyball team as they get a huge Semifinal five-set win over Archbishop Hannon. Thrilled to hear that. Thrilled for their program. Now, let's make our weekend predictions here. My first weekend prediction is going to be kind of a predictable one to anybody who's listened to the show throughout the course of the week. I think LSU is going to struggle tomorrow against Arkansas. And I think that they're going to narrowly escape um, Fayetteville with a win. And I'm saying that even reluctantly. Everything is pulling in the opposite direction of LSU tomorrow. It's going to be cold weather. It's going to be windy. It's going to be 11 a.m. start. You're on the road. It's a place that you haven't played well on the road in years past for whatever reason. You're Off of the ultimate high, one of the biggest wins in program history. They're off of the ultimate low, losing to Liberty, a team that they shouldn't have any business losing to. They're talented. They've got a very emotional coach in Coach Sam Pittman. They play a very physical style. You might be beat up a little bit physically after going overtime against Alabama there are a lot of pitfalls and a lot of challenges tomorrow for LSU. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be a pretty game. and I think that LSU could be very competitive in the game, certainly, and I think that they're going to win an ugly one. But don't expect LSU to just roll through Arkansas because they beat Alabama last week. That's not how this works. And I go back to the year that LSU beat Florida under Jerry DiNardo in 1997. Ultimate high. A young, hungry team. They're tearing down the goalposts. They're celebrating. They're fired up. The next week, they lost to Ole Miss. An Ole Miss team who wasn't very good. This will be a big challenge for LSU tomorrow. Big, big challenge. And we'll see how they perform. They might do much better than what I expect. But I think it's going to be a struggle against Arkansas tomorrow. On the flip side to that, I think Alabama's going to kill Ole Miss Tomorrow. Alabama is a 12-point favorite. Vegas is saying, hey, you're going on the road. You're going to beat the snot out, Ole Miss. I agree. I don't think Ole Miss will be able to stop Alabama at all. The Ole Miss offense is explosive, usually early in games, right? Think back to the LSU game. Ole Miss moving up and down the field over and over, like scoring touchdowns early in the game. Then, whenever you kind of figure out what they're doing, they kind of stop scoring a little bit, right? Their offense is only usually explosive early. Texas A&M slowed them down a little bit last week, and it was a struggle. I think Alabama, and this is my betting pick of the weekend, Alabama's a 12-point favorite tomorrow. I'm taking Alabama. I'm taking the 12 points. Alabama is going to put it on Ole Miss tomorrow. I think they're going to be able to run and throw. And look, this is not me saying that it's going to be 35-nothing. Ole Miss is going to score, but if they score every other drive, Alabama scoring every drive. Ole Miss is not going to stop Alabama at all. Ole Miss is giving up points against LSU, giving up points against Auburn, giving up points against Vanderbilt, gave up points against Texas A&M last week. Alabama's going to score, and they're going to score at will. Ole Miss is going to have to score 50 to keep up, and I think they're only going to score 30. So I'm looking at a 52-28 to 28 type win for Alabama. I think they're going to put it on the Rebels tomorrow. The next one pains me. The next one pains me. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. The game's in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra is not going to be frozen, but it is going to be cold, 44 degrees. The Cowboys come in as the better team. They're 6 and 2, the Packers are 3 and 6. But the Cowboys just have never beaten Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like in the history of the franchise, I don't know if the Cowboys have ever beaten Green Bay. I say that tongue-in-cheek. I know that actually in the 90s when Dallas was on their role, they would beat Green Bay in the playoffs often. But I just don't have a whole lot of positive history with Dallas taking on Aaron Rodgers. It always seems to go the same way. The Cowboys start strong, come out of the gate, smoke, and take a lead. Then Rodgers slowly chips away, chips away, chips away, and late in the game, the ball's in his chan- in his hands with a chance to win it. And guess what happens? He wins it. Now, the circumstances are different. Dallas has got a great defensive line. The Packers don't have a whole lot of weapons. Maybe Dallas can make them uncomfortable. But until I see the Cowboys beat Aaron Rodgers, i got to stand up and say that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to beat Dallas on Sunday. Hope I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am. A major, my next weekend prediction is I think a major pin is going to drop in MLB free agency. We've already seen Kershaw go back to the Dodgers for quite frankly the Kershaw contract makes me furious. I mean, look, it's it's a fair deal. One year sixteen million dollars, it's a fair deal. The reason why the Kershaw contract makes me furious is that the Atlanta Braves are paying more for Charlie Martin, who's terrible next year than the Dodgers are paying for Clayton Kershaw. The Braves extended Charlie Martin in the middle of the season for reasons no one knows. Right? 1 year, 21 million dollars for a guy who's not good. And then, oh yeah, the actual market it dictates 1 year and 16 million dollars for Clayton Kershaw, who guy who a guy who actually is good. If the Braves would have extended this, pushed it into the offseason, they could have got Charlie Martin for 1 year and 11 million dollars. Instead, they're paying double that. It was stupidity. It was a terrible decision by Braves management. But but anyway, This is not me predicting anything about Charlie Martin. I think a major MLB pin will drop in free agency. Don't think it'll be Judge. Don't think it'll be Jacob DeGrom. But I do think we're going to see one of the big fish free agents sign this weekend and kind of set a little bit of the market. Because that's the thing about free agency, right? A lot of these guys know already where they want to go. Right? These guys have done the research. They know the teams and they know who's where, and like they know where they want to go. But now it becomes a an ego drive, right? You're waiting for this guy to sign so that you could see what that guy got so that you could try to get a little more, a little less than him. and It all becomes an ego drive. The reason why the NBA offseason is such a frenzy, right, and where you see guys pretty much all signing, all the free agents are signed basically within a week, is because there's a maximum contract. Kevin Durant, if he's a free agent, knows, hey, my next team, I'm making five years, $200 million no matter where I go. There's a maximum. There's no jockeying. There's no negotiations. You're getting a max deal. This is what you're getting. And because of that, guys right away just, all right, I'm going to pick my team. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm getting. There's no no leverage involved. With baseball, because there's not a salary cap, it becomes – a big ego drive of, well, I'm the number three hitter in free agency, but I'm going to wait until Judge, because if Judge gets 350, then that means I'm going to slide in here and get 290. Or, you know, Judge is going to wait and say, well, I want to see what that number three guy gets, because if he gets 320, then I want to get 390. And it all just becomes a measuring stick of figuring out who gets what and who goes where. The athletes probably don't even care about the money so much as the agents do because for an athlete, if you get 350 370 400 320 like you're rich for the rest of your life no matter what, signing your name on that paper. But for the agent who's getting 10% of that, that's who it really becomes about. And so I, that's why this stuff drags out a little bit. But I think one of the big dogs is going to sign this weekend and is going to kind of start to set a little bit of that market and then we'll start to see some things develop around that. This weekend, I think TCU's going down, down, down. TCU's undefeated. They're number four in the country. They're not the fourth best team in the country. They're not the 14th best team in the country. Oh, they might be the 14th best team in the country, but they're not one of the biggest of the big fish. They have been squeaking by, narrowly getting wins, playing close games against uh, not the best competition. They're facing Texas on the road. They're a decisive underdog. No one believes in what they're doing and they're going to get their comeuppance this Saturday when they take on Texas, and they're going to be once and for all knocked out of the college football playoff discussion, which will actually end up being a good thing for um, LSU if LSU could continue to win. TCU in the last five games, they've beaten Kansas by seven, beat Oklahoma State in two overtimes, beat Kansas State by 10, beat West Virginia by 10, beat Texas Tech by 10. That just isn't going to cut it when you're facing you know, the charges of the world. Now they've got the home stretch. They're going to be playing Texas on the road, Baylor on the road, Iowa State at home. They're going to slip up somewhere. I think it's going to come tomorrow against Texas. Another weekend prediction. Sorry, Saints fans. I think Tampa Bay is going to beat Seattle on Sunday. It's a neutral side game across the pond. Be on the NFL Network. Seattle's a nice story. They're 6-3 and three on the season. Um, I just don't think defensively they'll be able to stop Tampa. I know Tampa's offense is, is not very good. I know Tampa's offense is lacking. They only get 343 yards per game, only 60 yards rushing per game. But Seattle's defense is bad, man. Just think about what the Saints did to them. That was a game where Taysom Hill rushed for a million yards, and like their defense is bad. You give Tom Brady and those weapons an opportunity to face those guys They're not going to get pressure on him. He's going to have all day to throw. The receivers will crack open. They'll pop Fournette running. I think Tampa will be able to do enough. And the Geno Smith thing, I just don't think will work against a real defense. Geno's had a good year. He's certainly turned a new leaf. But against an actual high-level NFL defense, I think he's going to struggle. Give me Tampa to beat Seattle across the pond. And then the last weekend prediction that I give you, it's going to be good news for Saints fans, right? I'll give you bad news with Tampa winning. I'll give you good news. I think the Saints are going to beat Pittsburgh on Sunday. Um, don't think it'll be a clean game. Don't think it'll be, you know, 27 to 7. I think we're looking more 16 to 13. The Steelers still got got some weapons on defense that could give you some harm. Um, but I think New Orleans will do enough to get by. Do enough to get by, right? The health for New Orleans still isn't very good. You're going to be without several of your key pieces. Um but I think they're going to be able to squeak through because I just don't think that the Steelers will be able to move the ball at all. Kenny Pickett is terrible. Two touchdowns and eight interceptions so far this season. Najee Harris hasn't been able to get going because they can't throw the ball. I think the Saints will be able to stop the run without having to commit guys into the box, drop some guys into coverage, and maybe catch a couple of passes from Pickett on the flip side. Maybe set up some short fields. Maybe kick some field goals with your own offensive output. I'm looking at like a 21-13 to type win for New Orleans on the road against Pittsburgh. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of this break, I'll give you some betting picks and some things I'm hoping to see over the weekend. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this to wrap up the show.
4: The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%, learn to swim. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, We're improving the health and well-being of the region, one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center.
5: They say America doesn't make anything anymore. They say no one stands behind their products. They say nothing is built like it used to be. But they haven't met us. We are Mueller. A family business building on 90 years of doing what they never could. Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings. Made in America. Made to last.
1: As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of LaRose Incorporated, also known as KLEB, 1600 AM, also known as the Ragin' Cajun, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We are not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or if a business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up prizes within 30 days. You may also pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308, La Rose. Thank you for listening.
0: Wanna thank Chandler Gitros for his time earlier in the show. Wanna thank Coach Brian Collie for his time also. Wanna thank all of you for listening at home. It's been a good week of play by plays and we're gonna put a bow in that right now, um, by giving our betting picks and then getting on home. We're gonna go and enjoy some of this November sunshine and on this beautiful, beautiful day. Today in the NBA I like over 219 and a half for the Bucks and the Spurs. Um look, I'll tell you this. I haven't fully researched this line, but San Antonio's favored by 2, which leads me to believe that Giannis is out, leads me to believe that maybe Drew Holiday's out, Middleton's out. Um I saw the Bucks play Oklahoma City during a rest game earlier this week where they just kind of rested everybody. They could still score. They still play good offense. They just don't guard because they don't have Giannis and Drew Holiday and all their great defenders anymore. So I think this one will go over. I think that the Spurs will be able to get some buckets. I think the Bucks will still be able to score, and I like an over in that one. I'm not touching the line either way in any direction until I know exactly who all is in the lineup. I like tonight um, the Grizzlies, minus four over the Timberwolves. I, I just like the Grizzlies, man. John Moran, he's explosive. He does what he wants to do out there on the floor. Such an explosive uh, athletic playmaker. I think that they will get a big win. Tonight, I like um I like under 164 and a half for North Carolina and Charleston. I think the Tar Heels will defend them, lock them down a little bit, and that one will go under. I like Villanova, minus five and a half over Temple. Now, let's go over some college football things that I like, and then we'll get out of here. I know that we're up against the clock a little bit. Tomorrow, I like um over fifty-six for Tennessee and Missouri. I like um Let's see here on the list. I like under 46 and a half for Kentucky and Vanderbilt. I like Alabama minus 11 over Ole Miss. I like Nebraska plus 30 and a half over Michigan. I like also what's else on the list. I like Miami plus one and a half over Georgia tech. Uh, Miami has been a mess, but I, I just don't see Georgia tech having the athletes there. I like over 54.5 for UCF and Tulane. I think UCF will be able to score on the Tulane defense. Tulane will have to score with them. I like also Georgia minus 16 over Mississippi State. And then we shift and go to the NFL. Let me tell you a few off the top of my head that I like before we wrap up tonight's show or today's show. I like Tampa minus 2 over Seattle. I like also, um, let's see here. I guess I'll go Saints minus one over Pittsburgh reluctantly. I mean, I do think the Saints will win, but that's kind of a reluctant pick. Miami minus three over Cleveland. I love That's probably my NFL pick of the week. Um, Cleveland just doesn't have the guns. Buffalo minus three over Minnesota. Hell yeah. Give me that one. Minnesota's, they're, they're, despite the record, Minnesota's counterfeit. Give me the Bills all day long in that one. Um, then over 43 for Green Bay and Dallas. I think both teams will kind of get rolling. So, those are just some of the ones that I'm looking at as uh, some potential plays over the weekend. Let's thank our sponsors one more time and then we'll get out of here. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs, because Power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets Feels Like Home. Golden Motors, where Price is Priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. I'm out. Let's have a great weekend. Sports Corner tomorrow, 9.30. Not 10 o'clock, 9.30 until 10.50. We're going to be talking LSU and high school and let you know where everybody shakes out. If you got a game today, good luck. We want to wish luck to CCA, Home of Christian, everybody in between. Central Catholic is on a bye. Never mind. We do wish them luck next week, but they're not playing we want to wish luck to E.D. Volleyball and everybody in between. You've been listening to Play by Play here on KLEB. Have a wonderful and splendid rest of the day and a tremendous weekend. We'll be back on Monday at the same time here in 102.7.
1: Adios. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.